1: Exploring faith and the future. Neil Johnson and Bible teacher, Dr.
0: Camille Majdali. We're back in what we've been calling God's Gym, talking about personal training when it comes to growing spiritually, with the goal, of course, being a mature Christian believer. We've been talking about the quiet time, some of the elements of that quiet time, Camille. Let's pick up today on prayer and praise. Neil, it almost sounds like a contradiction, having a quiet time
1: and then having prayer and praise, which implies some noise. Now, of course, for some people, when they pray and they praise, they're they're pretty quiet. But I want to uh, encourage anyone who's hearing this that prayer and praise with thanksgiving is something that will make a massive difference in your devotional life, which in turn will enhance your spiritual growth and maturity. It's really strange because we can go... To a football match, screaming our lungs out, but when it comes to the house of God, for some reason we think we're supposed to go dead quiet. And my understanding, and I'm pretty sure I, I have it right on this one, is that when it comes to the presence of God, the throne room of God, the house of God, the heaven itself, none of these are quiet places. They're not like the public library and clearly not like the mortuary. God is the God of the living, not the God of the dead. But this is part of, and we have discussed this, a religious versus spiritual mindset. And one of the things with the religious, not, not always, but they feel that when they come into a place of worship, they've got to be stone quiet. And also, again, long countenance. I've seen this again and again. It's it's not good. It's certainly not a testimony to the Lord, long face and all that. So prayer and praise, of course, is the antidote (laughs) for these things. Remember that prayer and praise is not something to do because we're silly and frivolous and have nothing better to spend our time with. It's actually a command from God. It says in Psalm 150, verse 6, the very last verse of the Psalms, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise is a command. And of course prayer and praise were going hand in hand here. Praising God is a command. Now, you didn't have to command David to praise God. He was the shall we say the consummate template, role model praise and worshiper. I mean, he gave us half the Psalms. Somehow in the midst of his trouble, he connected to the presence of God. And he discovered what it says in Psalm 16, verse 11, in your presence is fullness of joy, at your right hand are pleasures for evermore. So practically speaking, Psalm 100 applies. We enter into God's gates with singing and
0: into his courts with praise. The challenge for some, Camille, is going to be overcoming what could become a ritualistic routine, a a prayer and praise that becomes more contrived than a prayer and praise that's coming from the heart. I guess you've just got to be mindful that that could uh, kick in and that you might have to break the mold every now and then. Well, there's also the other thing. There could
1: be personal inhibition. Maybe you're in the home... It's quiet, it's early in the morning, and you don't want to wake up the kids or the dog (laughs) by making what you consider to be some noise by prayer and praise. Look, however a person wants to do it, that they're comfortable with initially, it's fine. But ultimately, I found that when you surrender to the presence of God, you probably will experience an increase of volume. You'll certainly have a massive surge of joy. You will lose your inhibitions. You're not going to be self-conscious or people-conscious, but God-conscious. So let's remember, again, Psalm 100, to enter into his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise, and however you want to do it, you're comfortable with, that's fine for now. But allow the Holy Spirit to light a fire in you that'll never be quenched.